Greetings in Jesus' name. It's an honor to be able to come into your homes and uh, have a few moments with you today to talk about the goodness of God, how the Lord has been faithful to us and His love and mercy. We pray for each of you daily and ask God's strength and His blessings upon you. And uh, we're going to be speaking at uh, Senior Pastor uh, Michael's request today on a subject that uh, I have studied over the years on the blood of Jesus Christ. I want to uh, thank all of you for uh, taking the time to set aside for your spiritual growth and for uh, the enhancement of Christ and the blood of Jesus and the greatness of God in your life and continue to let your light shine though some of us may be going through some greater trials at this moment than at other times. Uh, many years ago in the uh, Central Valley of California, I was speaking at a conference for the Pentecostal Church of God denomination. After I had uh, been behind the pulpit, I was invited to lunch one afternoon uh, with a man who uh, was in the meeting at all of our sessions, and uh, he had testified to me that he was a converted Jew, were, were his words. I think we have a new word for that now. I think it's called Messianic Jews. But back in those days, probably at least 40 or 45 years ago, uh, he referred to himself as a converted Jew. Wonderful man. And uh, we were having lunch, and he dropped something in my spirit uh, over a meal in a restaurant that uh, never left me. It's been in my heart and in my spirit for all these years, and I have enjoyed uh, the research that God has led me into. And uh, I'd like to share that with you today. Uh, maybe it'll be an encouraging and strengthening word from God. Uh, I think what we might refer to this is a now word for somebody. You're needing something now. And uh, I want to praise God for this opportunity. Uh, our point of reference uh, today will be from the book of Psalms, chapter 22. Now, there is a verse, uh, six verses down, Psalms 22, 6, and uh, it gives uh, insight uh, as a prophetic word concerning Jesus Christ. It says, But I am a worm and not a man, a reproach of men. And then he goes on to close the verse by saying, And despised of the people. People uh, who read that verse out of context would have a difficult time genuinely understanding what David was speaking about. But what David was talking about in prophetic words was the crucifixion. And we know that from the Word of God because verse number 1 in this chapter says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? And... Are you hearing the words of my roaring or my voice that roars in pain? Uh, he goes on in this, and this prophecy is of Jesus Christ on the cross. Now, we all understand that today, this week, is the holiest week of the year. There is no week in the year as holy as this week. It is a climactic point that ends this coming Sunday a.m., where we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And over the years it has uh, adapted the name Easter, but it's Resurrection Sunday 
uh, coming up here. And we're going to praise God because Jesus died on the cross. He died, but He is not dead. He was buried, but He's not in the cemetery. He is alive today. Uh, the Psalms here are written in succession. Psalms 22 being a prophetic foregleam of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. After that, you would know the next Psalm, 23rd Psalm, is the Psalm of the Christian life. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want for anything. And then it goes from there to Psalms 24, and that is the Psalm of Carnation. Who is this King of Glory? The Lord God mighty in battle, He reigns. So it's in perfect order, and the, uh, the Bible translators had it so well done. Because in order to have the coronation in a Christian life, you have to have the crucifixion. Our Savior dying for the sin of the world on the cross. After that, the Christian life ensues. And then after that, we obviously have uh, that great experience of uh, coronation someday when the rapture of the church takes place. And God delivers his body from this world. Jesus is making a statement here prophetically through the lips of David. And he's saying, I am a worm and not a man. That puzzled me. And that restaurant experience I had uh, back many, many decades ago in Merced, California, uh, a converted Jewish man, a Messianic Jew, shared some things with me. And through the years I have researched it extensively. I think this will bless you and help you in a mighty way. The first thing I want to tell you is that there's a Hebrew word here in the great Old Testament uh, in Psalms 22 and verse 6. And it actually is a word that is spelled T-O-L-A-H, pronounced Tola. There's another spelling of it, and that is T-O-W-L-A-A-T-H, Tola. And uh, this is a powerful word, a great word, because it speaks of a grub worm. When he, Jesus said, I am a worm and not a man, he was actually speaking there about a certain type of worm. Uh, people could say, well, how insulting is it that you would mention uh, the fact that Jesus Christ could be compared to a worm? Well, I want to help you understand that, as was dropped in my heart decades ago. And I, and I want to give you something that is something beyond uh, normal, perhaps. Uh, a worm is something that people would try to get rid of. They would spray their house for, frightening to the average lady that might be in the crowd. Uh, and there's a mind-boggling text here that deals with a man in prophecy who said, I am a worm and not a man. And the translation here is given as a grub worm, a grub worm that was harvested in ancient days. Way back there, they harvested this worm for one reason and one reason alone. They harvested it for its blood. Uh, this is documented in many volumes I've studied over the years. And uh, before I ever heard of Google, I've done research even in encyclopedias, etc., and I found out that this is a powerful truth that the church can use today. In biblical times, they had no good dyes to dye garments the color of the royal leaders and their garments in biblical days. They had no good dyes like we have now. 
So they would take the little crimson grub worm called Atola. They would harvest it by the thousands and crush it. They would crush it again and again, and they would place uh, it in a vat along with thousands of these worms and crush them down until the blood streamed out in vast quantities. Now the crimson grub worm, the Tola worm that I'm speaking about, uh, had more than one quality. First of all, uh, this blood was a blood that they used as a dye to dye the garments of people uh, into the royal colors of the kingdom of that day. Now, this, this blood was a dye cast into a garment, and anyone in high-ranking officials in those days would have that type of dye cast into their garment. The next thing about the Tola worm is that the dye, once it was cast into a garment, would never fade. It would always be in the garment. And the third thing about this dye is that it would never coagulate or clot. So let's cover that again very briefly. Number one, it was a dye that would dye garments the color of the royal kingdom. Number two, it would not fade. Number three, it would never coagulate. May we build on that for just a brief moment, and then I think we will hit the apex of where the Holy Spirit is leading us today. Now, when Jesus was on the cross, uh, prophetically, he was quoting Psalms 22 and 6, the crimson grub, uh, the one whose blood never fades, the one whose blood is eternal. And we have something in our world today that's eternal. Our entire society is changing and changing and changing every day. But there's one thing that has not changed, and that is the blood of Jesus Christ. Can you, as a believer, grasp really what we're trying to say? Uh, the mob that crucified Christ that day kept telling him, Come down from the cross. Don't die. If you are who you say you are, go ahead and just come off the cross and prove us uh, to us that you're really God. Well, understanding that and having seen this over the years in study, uh, Jesus did not come down from the cross. Those of you that have attended our church over a period of time would also know very well that I have said probably a thousand times in my ministry that when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. He looked down through the telescope of time and saw a day when we would be alive and we would need his blood. And that blood is the only thing that's permanent uh, today that we can count on. I'm understanding that this has a deep meaning for all of us. We did not have on royal robes when we were in sin. We did not have that at all. We had on the robes of, uh, uh, that were filthy, that were defiled. Uh, we were not uh, where we should be with God. We were degenerate, we were hopeless, and we were helpless. Uh, we were not able to save ourselves. We could not cover our own sin. But God took His Son and gave Him for us in death, providing a royal blood that would uh, dye the garments of mankind uh, and into the kingdom of God. Maybe uh, he was uh, uh, saying, don't despair at my death. Uh, don't give up when my head hangs low. When they come by and break my bones later and then find out that they didn't have to because I had already uh, expired. Uh, maybe as for mankind today who could say, uh, there's a crimson stream that flows from Calvary's Hill today. 
a crimson stream of blood that will never lose its power. And now, at the foot of Calvary, if you don't know Christ, you can become a child of God. Romans 5 and 1 said, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. I want to give you a very small but a very true, wonderful illustration about a guy that you may have never heard of. His name was Jerry McCauley. He's a wonderful example of the blood of Jesus, uh, of the blood of the Tola worm. You see, he was a debased drunkard is what he was. Uh, he was so low in sin that when one of his children passed away, history records that he went into the funeral home when nobody was there and stole the shoes off of his own son who was in the casket and left with those shoes and sold them for enough money to buy a drink at a bar. When he was in jail, they gave him a Bible. And he kicked the Bible like a football being punted on the football field. And then he would curse the God of heaven and make fun of God. Somebody said, how bad, how rotten, and how terrible was Jerry McCauley. Well, I want to help you understand something. He's not known in history today as that man. He's known in history as a guy who was the founder of Skid Row Gospel Mission Ministry because once the blood of Jesus was applied to his life, Thousands and thousands and more thousands are saved and like with God today because the blood of Jesus is free-flowing to all people who will come and He'll change their life. How did He change? How did Jerry McCauley change? The same way you and I do. You see, because one day a man on a cross said, Crush me. I am Tola. And when my blood is shed, that cleansing blood will will cover whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Age will not change you. Good works will not do it. What will change you? I'll tell you what will do it today. The crimson blood of Jesus Christ. I want you to understand today how great the blood is. Understanding that this blood would dye garments the color of the kingdom. Uh, the next thing was a faithless dye. And you're going to go through some tests in life. We're in, we're in a trial right now in the world, not America only, but in the world. And there are all kinds of trials. But guess what? The one sure thing we have is the power of the blood of Jesus. It will never lose its power. Thank God for the churches who still believe in the blood. I remind you that the blood of the Tola has never faded. Everybody who gets saved today will be just as saved as people did when they were at the foot of the cross and accepted Jesus 2,000 years ago. The blood has never lost its power. Now understand this. Uh, the die is cast. And the hell may rage. And it will. And there will be tests and trials and anxieties and fears. And all kinds of things that come against us. But remember this. The blood of Jesus will still be upon us. And we shall be overcomers. My closing remarks I think will help all of us. And I want you to understand this very well. And that is that this blood uh, of this grub worm called the Tola worm will never coagulate or clot. His blood is free-flowing. Right now in this world, Jesus' blood still saves sinners. Right now, somewhere in the world where this is being broadcast, probably in other countries, in the United States, uh, in our home church, our hometown, our home county, it doesn't matter where all this goes. The blood will never coagulate. It will be free-flowing to every man who shall call upon the name of the Lord. 
You see, the thought comes to my mind when Jesus said, I am Tola. My blood flows continually. It will never lose its power. And it will take your sinful garments and dye them the color of the royal kingdom of God. It flows to every man who will call upon the name of the Lord today and trust Him in His mighty power. Understand, Calvary reaches everyone who will trust His life-giving resources. The cross of Jesus is here. It's real. It's God's Word. It's eternal. It's inerrant. And the blood has never lost its power. There is a simple supply of this blood today. And I can tell you that to bow your knee now, to close your eye this moment, and say, Father, I have sinned. Would you forgive me? That blood that flowed 2,000 years ago on Good Friday is the same blood that's real today. And I praise God for that. If you've ever grown dim or faded, and may the blessing of God be in your heart now as you call upon Jesus Christ. There's blood today that flows from Calvary, and Jesus still saves the lost. Shall we reverence Christ in prayer? Our Father, we love you. We thank you so much. You are our peace who has broken down every wall of petition. You're our Savior, our life, and our hope. And while the world will sometimes give us little or no hope, Christ will always be our hope. And we thank you for this. And when everything else is in turmoil, when everything else is in anxiety and stress, when the world is running rampant looking for an answer and turning to every source, Jesus, speak to the hearts of people right now and tell them that the old rugged cross where the blood was shed, it will never lose its power. It will save today, not only for this hour, but for all of time and eternity. We thank you for this in Christ's name. Amen. And God bless you today. Thank you for being a part of this Bible study. Bless you.